Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. All right, what's up, Gypsy Gang? Chapter 15. And today we have a very special one, uh, a guy by the name of Barney Miller. If you haven't heard of him, Barney is, feel like he's, probably an Aussie icon at this point. Uh, He's fresh off a world title in the World Adaptive Surfing Championship. Um, So to rewind a little bit, Barney is a quadriplegic about, I think it's 19 years ago, almost to the day he was in a car accident, left him a quadriplegic, told he'd never walk again. It was a really dire looking situation for him at the time. He was only a teenager and all of his dreams of being a professional surfer at that point were just completely destroyed. Barney being the dude that he is didn't really take no for an answer. Um, and then he's kind of gone on this crazy journey. He met McFanning, uh, told McFanning that his goal was to walk again. And then that kind of set off this crazy chain of events. Mick was full throttle in helping him achieve that dream. And then from there, uh, Red Bull got on board to do a documentary with him and his partner, Kata, his wife, Kata, I should say. And um, then life has just had this crazy momentum for Barney. Uh, He's a super positive dude. He's one of those guys that just says yes to everything, every opportunity. And we talk about in the podcast, he's one of those guys that kind of will say something crazy to, I guess, just get it out into the universe, like wanting to walk again, wanting to do the first dance at his wedding and man powerful shit happens when you throw things like that out into the universe and then have the balls to go after it and that's just the epitome of of what barney's all about so don't want to go into it too much further this is an amazing podcast with an amazing human being and i really recommend you guys getting a copy of their book the essence of you and me Uh, i've just got my copy and i'm going to be diving into that in the coming days got to give a big shout out to our sponsors well sponsor singular still at this point um the guys at crush oz heard me talk about it a couple of times but they make the best bike wash in the game so if you haven't already get on to their website or their instagram at crush oz and just check them out give them a follow if you've got a mountain bike a motorbike or even a car that you really like washing and you want to use some premium quality uh product on there then check them out um i've just received my uh bike wash bucket i've had i've had the premium bike wash for a while uh, but i just got the kit in the other day so i'm going to be showing you guys that on the instagram but yeah i'm stoked uh left my bike kind of 
half dirty from Derby just so I could uh, hit it with the uh, bucket kit. As always, guys, we really appreciate everybody's support, um, posting on the story, the messages that we get. So, yeah, we're stoked. We've got a ton of really good ones um, that we've already recorded, and this week is going to be our biggest week yet. Got some crazy names coming on the podcast. So, really enjoying it, guys, and we really appreciate all of your support. All right. Won't make you wait any longer. Get stuck into episode 15. Episode, I keep saying episode. Chapter 15 with my mate, Barney Miller. Boom, boom, boom. We're on. Righto. Today we have a legend <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, we've been looking forward to this one. Barney Miller, world champion, adaptive surfing. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks, mate. What, um, what's been happening? You've been up for, uh, I believe you were nominated for Surfer of the Year. Yeah, yeah. I was actually pretty stoked to be uh, nominated in the Surfing Australia Awards for Male Surfer of the Year and just, uh, yeah, just wanted to come up and and celebrate and just the, the guys that were in my, like, category was Owen Wilson and Julian... Oh, no, Owen, Owen Wright, Julian oh, Wilson, fuck. yeah. Okay. Cut him back. <laughs> There's okay. no cuts in podcast, bro. <laughs> we just run it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so it wasn't Owen Wilson. He's an actor. But um, so it was Owen Wright and Julian Wilson. So, yeah, just just being in the, being recognised in the same category as them too was just a, a an honour for sure. They can both surf pretty good, eh? They can rip. Yeah, they can do pretty well, eh? Did you ever, growing up... Um, I'll smooth that when you were growing up did you ever think that one day you would be nominated for australian server of the year like that was probably a a full (laughs) pipe dream sort of thing in your life right oh yeah definitely it was like well that and uh to be nominated for something like that with the people who are at the top of the game right now and also just i'm probably skipping ahead but to be given an opportunity to go for a world title was pretty amazing as well and yeah that's something you dream of as a kid like growing up you want to be a world champ and though the circumstances were different and it wasn't the surfing that i was doing back in the day a world title is a world title and i'm taking it and honestly like the road to your world title is harder than like the yeah. road to any world title is hard yeah. like mick's got three of them they don't come yeah. easy like nah. And, you know, for Kelly to have 11, that's obviously super hard to do. (laughs) But for the way that you had to win a world title, like when you have an accident and you lose, yeah, essentially you lose your limbs. Yeah. Like that you could, you could go through an enormous list that would cut you out of, okay, this is the shit you won't be world champion at. And surfing would be on the top of that list. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's. Like, they, I got told that I would never uh, breathe by myself. I'd be on a ventilator for the rest of my life. I'd never regain uh, movement in my right arm or never, ever walk again. And slowly I'm just chipping away at that. And, and along the way, I um, just decided to take up competitive surfing just to have a crack and just sort of bring out the inner mongrel that I used to have as a kid. And and it's just ignited something crazy in not only in my competitiveness with uh surfing but in my training like my whole training regime and like just learning to walk again yeah it has just gone like to the next level as well yeah and like i think that that's probably like a good lesson for just people in general life right is if you if you're going to the gym like my mum right now is like she's 
trying to get fit and train and but i'm like you need like you need something to train for when you have something to train for all of a sudden there's something in our mentality that's like go time and i'm the same like i do these random dumb things every year like a six hour i do a six hour endurance race on a motocross bike i fucking suck (laughs) you know what i mean but it's like having that um that little carrot yeah yeah so i mean and for you like what you'd be up against um like i mean this might sound ridiculous but like when you get a dead arm in the morning and you fall asleep yeah and then you like go to the toilet and then you're trying to do anything with like an arm that's just asleep for a couple of minutes <laughs> like you just sit there and you're like this is the worst feeling ever and you're like looking at your arm like i can't use this so for you to like that's a reality you know what i mean yeah. like you're trying to every day of your life you're dealt with something that to me is like you know in a stupid way nah, it's like mate, it's super that, uncomfortable nah, like i don't i mean like i'll avoid that at all costs you know what i mean well i've got a funny story about having a dead arm actually um we, the other it was only like not long ago I fell asleep and so I had my arm around Kate and she was sort of I had the bed slightly higher than hers so I had my arm in like an you got in, one of those fancy beds dear yeah it's pretty fancy <laughs> it's nice and soft but um but yeah so I had my arm inverted for for a while and then I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move my arm like I it felt I just lo- like had lost everything to it and and I was like it was like swinging around I'm like what the f- what the fuck has happened like where what's wrong with my fucking arm like and i'm swinging it around and i'm like kate kate can you check i thought i might have like dislocated like in my arm or something and and then and then i'm like oh okay now it's coming back now i'm like holy shit that was the scariest thing i think i've ever freaking dealt with eh?" (laughs) but like so i guess uh, it was a weird analogy but like for me like i'm not gonna go to the gym like if i've got a dead arm i'm like oh i can't train and it's just one thing yeah. but like for what you're dealt with on an every single day basis like yeah. you literally have to go into the gym yeah. with that discomfort exactly. so i guess like, having a something to train for like a yeah. world championship yeah. like you're given an opportunity to yeah. be the best in the world at something like and definitely like and also like training to stop that numbness like it's uh like to just get the body moving, get the blood flowing, and just to regain um, feeling. That's what that's what thunk, something that's come along the way as well, which is uh, yeah, just just getting everything. Not only movement, but also sensation in the body, which is something that I got told would never happen as well. What's the? Um, I guess your your life took obviously like a huge turn right like you you never would have wanted this to happen nobody would ever want this to happen like that's a full given yeah but is there some solace now like i've been reading some books and they talk about like it's more important as a human being to have meaning in your life than happiness like because if you like if you said to me like oh what's going to make you happy i'd be like oh if i could get a house and i could get this and everything was just taken care like they're sort of these superficial things that you think would give you happiness but say you get all of those things like there's not really meaning in those things and what's next so for you this happened and it sucks but does that then give you this hidden meaning of lot like you've got a life's purpose now because like you've impacted my life positively like i've been a fan of like since i first saw you with mick i was just like get fucked <laughs> like that is so rad and i until a couple of weeks ago i didn't know you at all yeah and it's so like you've served as an inspiration for me i mean i'm Thank sure you. that anyone that has like a spinal injury or is trying to overcome 
any kind of injury yeah. you're a beacon of hope and a beacon of light so it's like almost is there some solace obviously that that was the worst case scenario yeah. is what happened but yeah. now you've been given this meaning oh, that yeah. like it that has to be fulfilling in a way to know that you can help people in just by being you oh, yeah, you know what i mean no I, I i agree and and like i don't sit around thinking oh well is me and all that sort of shit like i'm i i, I sort of i could waste all my energy in doing that sort of shit being angry at the driver and whatever but um this life that I've had since the accident is probably a life that I don't think I would have had. Like the people I've met, the things I've found in myself, like the things that I've conquered, the things I'm still conquering. Like it's turn. It's I don't regret anything or or feel bad for anything or or, or even just sort of yeah, just want to be the victim in any way. It's like and and now that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and. I'm going to get back to where I was. So everything's just so much more sweeter. And as I conquer things more, it's just way better. Yeah. And it's almost like the stuff that we take for granted every single day. <laughs> like is, do you think that's a general part of happiness is being able to appreciate little things? Yeah, she, yeah definitely. It's, uh, it's appreciating everything and being grateful for everything and just realizing no matter what situation you're you're in, it may suck or you whatever like it's not going to last forever and and there's always there's always a silver lining to whatever bad things happen yeah and then and one thing that i've really learned off mick as well is turning a tragedy into a triumph and he is the king at that yeah. like the shit that he's been through and just and the, and to come out and, and 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 achieve what he's achieved and just yeah and, and dominate like it's yeah. i i i really look up to him and he's such a massive like role model for me it's crazy i was thinking about last night we watched um your doco and i was thinking like you and mick got on instantly from how it's portrayed and even from what i've been told and you know what i mean like you guys just instantly thick as thieves do you think that that comes out of how much suffering that you two have been through and are still dealing with and it's almost like there's it's hard to relate to people that haven't been through what you've been through and here you are you're both surfers at the core and and it doesn't matter what level i yeah. guess you're equals now well i got you got two got more, two more, more titles, yeah. you got yeah, two more than you could yeah, say you you equals. Go, mate, i gotta win a few more comps as well so yeah um, but yeah like yeah. you sort of had that bond of that going through the pain that not a lot of people know definitely i think i think uh, yeah i i hope that's sort of how he sort of feels as well and um but yeah, I think it was just we just related and and got on so quick and because I think we were just so upfront and I told him the the reason I t- told him so many things about I want to walk again and I want to do all this sort of stuff. That's the number. That's the first uh, bridge to go across is knowing what you want out of life and just saying that you want to get something. And after I said that to Mick and Mick's like all right, I'll introduce you, like, I know, like, if you're serious about this, I'll introduce you to all these people that I'm working with. And yep. and that's when it just led to more and more and more. And, and that's sort of what our whole, mine and Kata's, uh life is right now, is just uh, saying what we want to get in life and telling everyone our dreams, making ourselves accountable for exactly. what we want to, uh, yeah. what we want to um, do in life. And, that's just what it 
and that's just how we've just become to achieve so many good things yeah i massively massively believe in that like I say, even with like people I want to get on the podcast, like I just fully put it out there and it's like, you got no, I've got no connection to it at all. Right. But like perfect example was, um, we were talking about getting Daniel Ricardo on here because I do heaps of work for Red Bull. Yeah. And the guys at Red Bull are just like, you have to get Ricardo on there. You and him would just be classic. And I was like, well, I'm a massive fan. Like obviously if Ricardo wanted to be on the podcast, he could. Yeah. And then uh, we're sort of saying like, oh, I was like, you know who would be sick to get on the podcast is Parkway Drive. And I was like, I know he's a massive fan of them, but I'm a fan of them. Like, that'd be a really cool podcast. And I'm sure, like, that would just grab attention. Because it's all, I guess it's like you get that follow-on. The next day, man, the very next day, I'm down in Byron, and I was having breakfast with a mate of mine, Frankie Kimpton. He owns Bird the Condor, the uh, golf brand. Okay. So we're having breakfast, and then he's like, oh, yeah, Ben from Parkway Drive owns this cafe. Bullshit. and I'm like oh that's cool and in my head Bullshit. I was like it's kind of random and then I was like oh I sort of want to get him on the podcast he's like oh I'll reach out no but way. it's like the universe has a funny way yeah. of delivering on the things if you want something for the right reason yeah and you sort of throw it out there yeah oh. it has the ability to come back oh, we we are massive believers and that's what we yeah we do like it's just manifesting is just something that it's not coincidence anymore when you're doing these things like the, the crazy things that we've thrown out met myself and cater and and it, how it all's just worked out and seems to happen is just like happens too often to be a coincidence yeah. these days yeah oh, i'm a math yeah huge believer in that and i think that there's a thing where if you internalize stuff and you never say it like say, with you say you never want to walk again because there is a problem and I think that people do this in like everyday life right so if you throw it out there you're there's two ways it can go you can put yourself out there and you can never get it and then you can feel judged and you can judge yourself and you can there's negative repercussions of that but on the flip side it could happen but if you never put it out there you're sort of protected from that negativity yeah yeah so it's almost like you've really got to be prepared to go out on a limb and say this is what I want to do yeah. and regard like if you actually have a crack at it say you don't get all the way there yeah. if you give it a go like you're going to get closer oh, than what exactly. you were if you stay oh, at zero and like this one thing that my mum always taught me was uh, she would just say just shoot for the moon like because if you don't get there you're still going to be among the stars like yeah. it's that's what's that's just a crazy thing and and but that's the thing it, it happens Mm. like it happens more often than not like and and you've got and i think holding yourself the accountability of when you tell someone you do everything in your power to do that achieve that and and that's what one thing that like when we're making the movie man i threw out some crazy shit to the filmmakers like saying i want to stand at the wedding on the on the uh on the altar and i want to have our first dance i was like I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do that. But like, <laughs> but I was like, well, I'm just going to work my ass off and just have a crack. Yeah. Have a crack. And it, and it all worked out. And like, I think, yeah, I just, once you put it out there, you don't, you, you, it's funny how your body or the universe or whatever, like will kick in and make sure that it happens. And even with me, one of the things I'm enjoying about the podcast is that 
now there's a lot of people listening to it that are complete strangers at the start it was sort of just my mates and they'd be like oh that's cool you got to do that and this and like it was with my friends but now it's like with people like we'd only just met this morning like obviously we've been talking for a a couple months or whatever but it's like yes if i say something now like people are gonna hear it they're gonna listen to it and then if i talk shit basically then like i'm accountable now to like an audience of people that i don't know and it's like you don't want to be one of those dudes that just talks shit and doesn't back it up so it's like it's cool to be that like it's honestly helped me to be accountable to just like people i don't even know i'm just like freaking out like fuck i better back it up (laughs) no that's sick like it's just oh mate like but that's the thing everyone loves a good shit talk like so I think you're pretty sweet, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When did you, how did it come about meeting Mick? So you're at J-Bay. Yeah, we're at J-Bay. So how, so people obviously took your surfing seriously to get you to J-Bay or were you there, like you flew um, yourself there or how did yeah, it Yeah, we went over there. So that was one of the first events. No, it wasn't actually. It was, I'd been... One of the first events I went to was probably in Bell, oh, actually in Hawaii the year before. But um, that was when I sort of... Fuck, I don't know. I'm getting confused in my own shit now. Um, well, you've just been doing so much, mate. I know, I know. Do you but get I think that I'm where a- you forget, like, stuff that you've done? Yeah, Like, yeah. all the time? Yeah, yeah, and people bring something up. I'm like, oh, I can't remember doing that. But um, <laughs> but we've got... I think, yeah, I met Mick, and then we, I decided that we were going to go to um, Jeffrey's Bay and... and um yeah so we just got chatting at jeffrey's bay and and he he want he sort of said oh you're right like i was sort of sitting back with a mate me and a mate just went over and then he goes oh do you want to come just come and sort of come into the surface area and you'll be able to see better and then we just got chatting and he'd been knocked out of the event so he's like what are you up to later we're just going to go have a few drinks and so we went and had a few drinks and and one you met thing, eugene yeah 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 i met him and and <laughs> and it was pretty i mean it was a wild night like i i don't know we don't really remember what happened but um <laughs> but there we just got chatting about surfing and he goes if you're serious to go surfing like i can hook you up with wetsuits with rip curl and whatever and then that was another thing i was like well shit i guess now i'm a surfer oh, now again. i've got to be yeah. surfer yeah i've got yeah. i've got to surf and mick's gonna get me uh some wetsuits and stuff so i've got no excuse so that was just where it led to and just had to start that's pretty rad like that because you've got a guy that could be too busy he could be yeah. could have too much on he could be pissed he got knocked out of the event <laughs> you know like that sort yeah, of says yeah, a lot exactly. about a, a guy's character oh mate yeah he's yeah it was it was crazy so and then yeah just and then it's just snowboard from there and the opportunities that he's let me with rip curl now supporting me and um yeah it was it's it's just been yeah a, a crazy sort of fun time we're just in the whole surf industry back again so yeah it's yeah it's definitely cool and and i think that i guess it just says a lot about your character in general that people are willing to like just like let you be you yeah. and then that's enough to like people get value out of that you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. i'm, oh, I'm yeah. sure rip is not like betting or like you know what i mean like if you win the world it's like win or win or nothing yeah, with the yeah, world you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah totally yeah no they just yeah they're they're such a amazing family and that's one thing like after that after we went to j bay and we end up going um yeah hawaiian stuff and that's when i met all the sort of the owners of rip curl and all stuff like that and it just it's like a family it's like a pretty awesome like company to be involved in and 
and now just the, the support and the, th- the opportunities that they give me right now and is yeah i'm just so thankful for what um so obviously you've just got the book coming out so i, yeah. I think we're gonna release that so we'll release this around the time you release yeah, that cool what was the process or, or i guess how did it even start to where you so did a publisher come towards you and yeah. say like do you want to write a book for it was us? actually 12 months uh exactly like um we won you and me won movie of the year um for australian surfing uh sorry surfing australia awards and we did our speech and and then after it this uh these two ladies came up and they started talking saying hi we're um yeah we're from hachette uh publishing and we don't we haven't seen your movie but from your speech like we're just wondering if you'd thought about um doing a book and we're like yeah well we have and then it just that's where it started and um and then 12 months later the book went to almost to the day 12 months later it went to publish so really and then last night um yeah they were there last night as well at the thing and we were just chatting about how amazing it was that 12 months ago how much has happened and so yeah now there's a, a book coming out and um yeah cater in my life so that's so crazy that in it 12 month turnaround too. Oh, yeah. like was that daunting or did they put a timeline on the 12 month yeah, thing or we it just only had worked six out? months actually so by the time we'd sort out all the stuff and um and yeah but that was the whole process in the writing like yeah you guys said that was harder than the the film it was it was way harder than the film just like i'm i'm not a very good words person so i'm pretty stoked to have cater in my life who's a songwriter songwriter, yeah yeah, so she she can just she's a wordsmith so she can turn my muddled up shit into sound amazing which is kind of cool and uh, um yeah and so it was it was a cool process and what happened was we uh we, we had to go back into dark times so we did procrastinate a lot like that, I bet it was super heavy like it's it, heavy as someone that like not involved in the situation to watch the film like me and Rick yeah. both had like tears in our eyes last <laughs> night like when you proposed that was like one of your goals you said like you weren't going to propose so you got down on one knee and yeah. I was just like fuck <laughs> I'm out turn it off I'm fucking done I'm out <laughs> this is too much <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. So, I mean, it's heavy just watching the film that mm. we have nothing to do with. Like, yeah. this is actually your life. Like, going... Yeah. And I was even thinking, like, the start of the film where you're talking about the first time you saw your mum. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, fuck talking about this. Like, yeah. And then, I obviously, knowing that we were doing the podcast today, I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't want to... You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it must get old just constantly talking about dark times but then i guess to justify that does it circle back that people get yeah, people help get from yeah, this and, you know and, and it's real like it, it's real shit that people go through every day and that was one of the reasons why we did the movie and and deciding to do the movie it was either either we go 100 percent in and tell everything or we do nothing it was, and because we wouldn't want to sugarcoat anything or say that we've had such a wonderful life with no ups and downs like people see through the bullshit and and to have it raw and um people relate to that but now with the book it's just deeper and darker yeah way we have to delve so much uh, dive in so much darker and it's um 
Yeah, but but it, but another it was like therapeutic. So yeah, it was like we were counselling ourselves because we both had to go through the dark times that we weren't when we weren't together. Like before we'd met those dark times, we had to both live them individually, but we lived it together. Yeah, and so that's what was really cool living our our stories together and. Well, I think that's what was cool about the movie in a way is because I feel like for Kata to put out the events that happened in her life, like she could have easily not done that. Like yeah. your story on its own, if you like didn't want to, for her to dig up the things that obviously would be, you know, like emotional and yeah. hard to talk about. So I think that that was even cool to see that it yeah. was, but the, the accumulation of things that kind of, because that almost, in a way, it seems like that those dark times brought you guys together. Similar, it I guess, was. to maybe you yeah. and Mick. Like yeah, yeah, when exactly. You, when you have someone that has been through those dark times, you can relate to yeah. dark times, I De- guess, you definitely. know? Definitely. And so, yeah, because it, it, originally it was only going to be my my movie and then uh, a couple of young filmmakers, Lorenzo and Taylor, they were from New York and they... They, were t- they started filming and they were just filming everything about me and then... Um, we brought them to Australia and they just started meeting people like Mick and everyone there like well f- firstly it was going to be a 15 minute like, like a little show short. Yeah. yeah and then they started meeting all the people at the Quicksilver Pro and they're like shit we can't fit your life into 15 minutes so we'll do a movie and uh, and but then that and then it got deeper than that and then we got introduced we I introduced um, Taylor and Lorenzo to Taylor Steele when he was living mm. in Australia and Taylor's like just been a, a good friend of ours for years and he believed in our story which was really cool as well and he's like I'm going to put you in contact with like Mick Lawrence who who then owned Garage Films and mm. he and then we went and had a we got a meeting with him so we went down like two days later to Sydney with Taylor and Lorenzo and met Mick and um and we were just talking and then he goes yeah he goes yeah um Varney you have amazing story but and then he looked at Kater and goes now tell me about you and then and uh and then she just started telling all these stories and all stuff like that and then he's like that like it's now gonna be a love story and um like a love story within it but uh so she she, yeah and so (laughs) she was like wow like and she didn't want to um like she and then it she seemed like she hadn't even in. really voiced to you the whole singer-songwriter thing either. Nah. So, like, for that to come out of it I too know. is like, yeah. it's cool, man. That was amazing, yeah. That was that was pretty, um, yeah, special. Like, I was, I said, I've said the story in the movie, but I was just in my room just doing some work on some emails and then she, we went and picked up a uh, her piano that she wanted to sort of, start to play and and i just thought oh yeah cool she just loves to have a bit of a tinker around and stuff and bit of tic-tac-toe yeah yeah that's it like the chopsticks. The old chopsticks yeah yeah so <laughs> i was waiting to hear some chopsticks but next thing next thing i hear this music coming from the lounge room and um i was like what the hell is that and i went out just put it on autopilot yeah i know yeah she's like she listens to the radio like um and then went out there and i was just like holy shit like that the way you play and your voice is amazing and then I said, I didn't even know that. And she goes, oh, yes, there's something I do. And I said, well, you've got to they do something it, yeah. with this. You've got to do something with this. You've got you got a gift that you need to show the world to and show to the world or whatever. Uh, yeah, but, um, no, and then, yeah, so then it just started from there. And then that's one thing 
and then just telling each other our goals and then living our goals together and we've just been so lucky that with my training in America she could record in America and it just led led to bigger and better things for both of us did you when you were uh, like I guess when you everything kind of the dust settled and you'd you know maybe resume life as new usual I'm sure you were dating and hooking up with chicks and doing the you know hot surfy fucking dude thing that you were doing back in the day <laughs> yeah. did you when the dust settled on the injury did you ever think that you were going to find a relationship like you have no nah, because oh, mate nah, wheelchair or no, no wheelchair you're punching yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i hadn't even thought about it like but i definitely wanted to find that special person and then there was definitely times i was like will i ever find that person and yeah to be able to find it and and uh and hit a jackpot it was definitely something that i'm so grateful for yeah because i mean i'm sure that in the the negativity that kind of follows like to i mean they said it in the movie as well but to to get in the situation that you did and not go through depression yeah is like there's zero percent chance like how could you have your whole life turned upside down and and yeah like i'd be sure that i mean people find it hard enough to have a good relationship without all of the adversity you know what i mean so it's like yeah to see the way that you guys came together and through the situation like it's even just that's like such a crazy yeah. example to people that yeah, like man, you, nothing can stop happiness no nah, no that's exactly right and yeah it's as I said yeah it's it's a such a it's a pretty special thing we've got going on yeah it's definitely uh hashtag goals <laughs> <laughs> relationship goals or whatever they say or something um so we go back to the back to the book yeah. um Six months doesn't seem like that long because I mean the the procrastination would be real. Oh, like shit! Like it's like again, like, it's, it's that deadline sort of thing. Like having a goal to work towards. It was like literally we started writing, and then there'd be times where we'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna write today," and we're like, "Fuck, I don't want to go back into that dark time. Let's put it off tomorrow." Like, and yeah. then that got more and more, and then literally we had. 70,000 words to write in was it just over a month six weeks it was down to six weeks and we're like shit we got 70,000 words so we're like saying all right we need to do this amount this many words a day to be able to make it yeah and okay and then we're like and then we sat we actually sat down one Sunday Arv and we're like okay we're in it let's do it and then we wrote like we we spent like six hours and then we looked counted how many words and it was like 1200 words and we're like fuck what are we gonna do we're not gonna do this like like holy shit like this is gonna be so hard and uh so we and then yeah and then we ended up just getting into those times and just going bang like Kate almost had like Kate pretty much had a shoulder injury from uh from typing so many friggin' words in a month (laughs) and like just being in that position and um, we ended up like overshooting it. So in in like four weeks or six weeks or whatever it was, um, we wrote ninety eight thousand words, and then when we only needed seventy, so we're like, yeah, it, it. We just got put under the pressure, and then we just pressure that, makes diamonds. That's it. But that and and but that those six weeks were like some of the worst times we've probably been through in our life. Like just in what way, like 
was it making you two fight or were you just sad all the time uh, or yeah, was it like yeah yeah not yeah not fighting we were just like going drained. fuck like this is like it's really it really fucked with our heads a bit like saying but but then on the in the end we lived it together so we could help each other through it and um so if i had a, like a shit day because i was writing about some heavy stuff and kate would be my rock and then the next day she'd be writing some heavy stuff and and i'd help her and and that's what was really cool about it because we got so more in depth like there's only so much you can put in an 85 minute movie but yeah to be able to explain well that's why books have never gone away yeah exactly because there's there's uh there's no constraints when it comes to it and you can really be as descriptive you can be as deep you can you know there's no I guess you've got editors in a way, but no one's going to edit a story about your life, I guess, because yeah, it's like, yeah, well, this no, is what it is. They were pretty stoked. And, and for the for Hashet, the, the, the big co- publishing company they are, to give us 100% control on being able to write the book ourselves. Like, mm. we actually had a chat last night to... Yeah, to, that's, that seems bold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she, we had a chat and she's like, so i'm not gonna lie i was kind of worried like giving you guys 100 percent, but because did they give you guys like an advance on it yeah, so like yeah. the, the typical like book advance yeah, yeah, and then you yeah, get we that to do to that so we could have got a ghostwriter or, or yep. and taken it out of that and um but yeah so we and she's like i was don't take this the wrong way but i was really surprised how amazing your book is like how amazing it, it is. makes sense like you aren't yeah. you've never done anything before no nah, no nah, exactly so but yeah, so we're we're just thinking what's next. So, um, yeah, let's just we're just gonna try and get this book out into as many hands as possible, yeah. and and hopefully help people like make through whatever dark times or whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, it, it's got there's so many messages in the book, which hopefully will help people. Yeah. What's some of the hardest stuff for you to go back to? Is it directly uh, injury related? Is it time after when you? you know realize like i guess it's got to hit you um because i'm sure that there's stages of like you first get there and then it's like what do they call it the five stages of grief or whatever they yeah you know what i mean you get that and you're like this isn't how i'm gonna be i'm gonna walk and then yeah. you get down the road and the pl- progress is slow like yeah. so what's the hardest or what's the stuff that's hard for you to visit um, obviously going to suck talking about it again but well no 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 shit no I'm, i could talk about it all day now because it's it's all um yeah just so comfortable and whatever now and yeah i think one going back into the accident times i tell you one of the hardest part was um writing about one of my old dogs like oh, no yeah shit. that was that was the heaviest part of my the the book and um but yeah going back in to accident time and then hospital and that was kind of cool like i like to come back into that because what's funny because i don't remember the split second the car lost control my memory's gone and then i wake up and a week later in hospital yeah but as we were going through my story and as i was getting myself in the in that um mind frame again uh i was remembering shit like like the stuff like after a big night well, and then yeah, someone yeah, tells yeah, you, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I fucking remember yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that's what it's like. I was remembering <laughs> things like just after the accident and um, and just going, wow, I, I, I know what happened now. Like it was kind mm. of, it sort of took a big haze off. Uh, so, it, yeah, that I think that's just, yeah, a part, all part of the healing. And, and, we, and even since doing the book, my body has taken it to the next level as well. I think 
like stress or shit that you keep inside like just eats at you and yep. can turn into whatever and inside and sickness or whatever and to get that out the body working at 100% by itself is uh it's what um yeah that's what I, I think has been amazing in this whole process man I never really believed or put the connection between stress and like my body but I can't remember the week I had like a gnarly week and I said to Ricky I was like it's like man I'm fucked like I hadn't done anything physical yeah. really at all yeah. which might have been part of the problem as well but I remember I, I just wish I could remember the exact week but I just I had a really gnarly week of just being super super stressed out yeah and my neck was tight and I was waking up with headaches all day and I like yeah. I had one day where I had a migraine and I was like vomiting oh. and like I hadn't done anything man I was just like stressed like yeah. so so it, stressed yeah, and it. I had all this stuff that I was like bottling up inside me and I'd never really and I, I really thought about it because I was like I, I'm trying to be super in tune with my body and I'm yeah. always like trying to look after myself yeah and then I was like it was really like cooking my noodle because I was like man I haven't done anything and I the only thing I could put it down to was stress yeah and then when people always say like stress is a killer yeah you're like uh is it though yeah, like you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. like it kind of sounds super kooky yeah, and yeah, like yeah. very like a uh, stereotypical sort yeah of shit, yeah and that after that week I was like yeah I need to avoid stress if yeah. possible because like that week jacked with me like hard yeah. oh mate it's yeah that's it's, yeah, there's some th- yeah, there's some lessons that we've learned along the way for sure with with how yeah that, that stress or any type of just holding things in is yep. not good like because your body will just combust. And it finds a way to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, it finds a way to get rid of it, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not the way you want. Nah, nah, exactly. So I guess yeah. Oh, well, what what was the dog thing? Like you had a oh, dog that so was helping you. I had a you dog out. which was um. She, I got her when I was super young, oh, like probably about 14 or 15. And then, so she was there and then through my whole accident and stuff like that. And then just to talk about losing her, man, like that's, yeah, it sent like me into just hours of crying. Like it was crazy. Hey, yeah, man, I, I have a dog that he's in the States and it's like super hard to bring my oh, dog back and I forth. Know. And it's like the biggest nightmare ever. And um, I go through like whenever I see someone with a dog on Instagram because it's been like three months since I've seen him, oh, and he stays with really good friends of mine. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's fine, you know, you know good, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah like good, they yeah. look after him so That's well. Like when we go away. Yeah, and I always see like Instagrams of that, like they're on a ranch like near you guys actually. Oh, sick! And um, but yeah, like that just jacks me oh. like worse than anything. Oh man, you know like, what I, mean? I um yeah I uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm so. I'm a real dog person, and I think I, I like dogs better than humans. Hey, you know why, man? <laughs> I was the book that I've been reading. I I never realized why they say like dogs, man's best friend, right? Yeah. Because we can humans can do shit out of spite, yeah, and like maleficence, but a dog can't. A no. dog, like if a dog bites it, uh you know a rabbit or something like that's his nature there's no there's no malice in that like so dogs only have 
like this innocent nature and it's innocent whether they're killing a rabbit yeah. or it's innocent whether they're sitting on your lap like there's yeah. no premeditated nah, hatred nah, that can nah. come out of a dog exactly but humans we can do cruel shit <laughs> just to do cruel shit yeah, and yeah, i exactly. never thought about the reason why you're like yeah when people say I like dogs better than people yeah. that's why yeah yeah, you yeah. Like, because there's no they don't have a bad bone in their body nah, they're not and they're capable of doing bad shit yeah, yeah but they're not to, doing it because nah, of because they want it yeah. yeah exactly so like yeah when you say that that's, yeah, oh, that's the reason it's crazy. I never and knew. dogs can people people could learn so much from dogs mm. like just their like they their whole universe is you pretty much and like yeah. they're just their loyalty their they yeah they that's yeah that's one thing like is um i love this saying that i, I saw once it's called be the person that your dog thinks, thinks you, you are, are yeah, 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 yeah i love yeah. that shit eh? that's so true yeah. eh? there's like a um like i've you know when you were saying like i everyone should like write a book about themselves yeah and like because like there is like a healing process in it it's funny like sometimes i try and think like and it's not out of wanting to be famous or you know it's like if i was writing a book or if i was in a movie yeah would i be like a dick in the movie (laughs) or would i be (laughs) without an issue (laughs) but would i be you know what i mean like would i be an asshole or like a shit character that people wouldn't want to (laughs) watch or would i be a guy that is like the hero the of hero. a movie. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be the hero or the villain, yeah. Yeah, so it's <laughs> no, like, no, that no. That's kind of relates back to that quote, no. to be like, be the person you dog yeah, with you. Because yeah. it's true, eh? Like, yeah. you could, I think that with like, I don't know, maybe with social media and stuff these days, I don't think people, well, I guess you have an ability now where you never did to be able to project onto something yeah. what you want people to think your life looks like. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, before yeah. all that, nah. you were just you, like yeah, face yeah, value, yeah, yeah. and the only people that would see you are the people that interact with you. Yeah. And I think that the maybe the only people that had a chance to put on a persona that wasn't actually them is like people in TV or movies or yep. because they, they're they like acting in that way. But the general public, we yeah. didn't have that option. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. But now we've got this option where it's like, I can show you this happy, smiley beach photo yeah, yeah. but be like super bummed. Yeah, f- yeah bloody It's yeah, weird, the, eh? But we didn't have that before. But nah. now you can like cultivate this yeah. idea. But that's got to like toy with your head a bit, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I th- I've seen another thing uh, on Insta. I think it was on Instagram, but it was just talking about like a person, like there's there's a person with seven followers or something, and she uh, is the most happiest she's ever been. There's people who are in a relationship that are that don't show yeah, any photos yep, yep. of their partner, but they're the happiest they've ever been, and like just shit like that. It's just so filtered. Yeah, Instagram is so filtered, and like one thing that we're we're really passionate about that we do is we go talk to schools now like we take in the movies at the school like the year or watch it and then we'll come in and do a QA and a sort of discussion yep. after and it's we get a lot of well we get the normal questions like when are you going to have kids and all that sort of shit but um and that's we we love that because the innocence of a of a kid yeah who just kind of like a dog in a way yeah 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 just <laughs> exactly and and so we um, just tell them because there's like, oh, who are the who's the most famous person you met, or blah blah blah, and and we just like, and then we just try to get through their head that Instagram 
people what people what you see on the net yeah. is not always what it is like and you can't yeah think like you've got to think for yourselves you've got to do things yourself you've got to, and you've got to we're the most no, oh no Kate has got some amazing saying and I can't even think about it but what's it called what's that shit you say um about where we're now the most yeah we're yeah yeah what you're so connected (laughs) yeah but so disconnected but that's so true yeah well like there's definitely an anti-social media aspect to it as well like when you go out like we see couples like we'll go out and we'll see couples that are like both on their phone yeah but they're like out (laughs) at a restaurant it was at breakfast this morning holy shit there was these two people like sitting here laptop there laptop there phone next to them eating just going not even talking i'm like fucking hell what are you like, doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Young. yeah yeah have a chat see what you want to do today what he's doing today or something yeah i think that's the other thing why people eat up podcasts in a way because like adrian uh if you listen to one of the podcasts listen to adrian hunter okay he's a g he was a sas like special forces guy wow. right then he um he was a sas trainer so then he like wrote all the programs to train the dudes like physical training Shit. then he quit did a six month bow hunting trip in Alice Springs <laughs> he didn't take any food he just took water and a bow and arrow Bloody and yeah. then he uh, then he went to the US to work for Boost Mobile then he started Monster Energy in Australia uh. and like the dude is is just like a full just a full gangster Jeez. and um, I fully just forgot where I was taking that <laughs> why, why did I mention Adrian what's that I just fully spaced <laughs> on, what, on where I was going. That sucks. I was going to get to a point, I promise. Why would I have been talking about Adrian? Talking about so yeah, social media, disconnectedness. Not talking to each other. Not talking to each other. Yeah, I just fully lost it. I had it and it was gone. That's happened to me a few Fuck, times. It'll come back. It'll come I'm back. sick, all right? I'm yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Where do we go from here then? Well, that's just really frustrates me when that happens because you sort of I guess oh that's what I was saying podcast stuff so he I was saying to him he's just like a really good mate of mine and I loved like we go and have he lives in Noosa and every time we're there we try and hang out with him and like he's the dude where it's like the campfire yeah so he'll just be talking and everyone stands around him in a circle and he's not like the guy that walks in the middle of the circle the circle forms around him so it'll start like just me and him (laughs) and then it'll be like and then all of a sudden he's got an audience and he's just like but he's there's no ego with him like because he's done so much there's nothing to prove kind of deal but um i was like man gotta do the podcast gotta do he's like how long is it and i was like well as long as you want you know, like you'd kind of cut the cord at three hours because yeah, then yeah. you're getting a bit over it. <laughs> but um, but I was like, man, you know, one and a half, two hours, like it just the time goes yeah, like, yeah. like that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. And then I got him to do it. He drove up from Noosa and it was like two hours and 40 minutes or something. Like yeah. it was epic. And yeah. we no questions. Like same as this. Like I don't yeah. ever have questions. No. But um, he, he called me the other day and he's like, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought nobody would get to the end of that. But he, at the end of the podcast, he goes, he's like, oh, if anyone wants to learn about the protein or the company and blah, 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 yeah. then um, my number's on my Hunt's Fitness page. Oh, yeah. 
And he said, he called me up and he's like, dude, I had six people call me in the last two days. Oh, sick. Off like that. He's like, I did not think anyone would listen to that. But I think there's like this thing that's happening now where it's, where, you know, we went from like 15 second Instagram videos. Now we've got a minute. So it's like, you sort of live in this minute, um, retention rate kind of zone. You got fear anything in there. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like the, even if you go to lunch or dinner or that, everyone's kind of got their phone something's beeping yeah, something's yeah, distracting yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. and it's like when you come into this little zone here yeah there's two people there's headphones yeah. and there's no nothing it's else really again. yeah yeah human connection and i think people crave that now yeah. because even if they know it or that like i don't think people are actively listening to podcasts going man i crave human connection <laughs> i don't think they, they they think that's what they're doing it fixes it for you subconsciously yeah exactly but i think subconsciously people are going like we sort of do need to really slow it down and yeah. stop all the all yeah, this oh, noise. We man. love podcasts. Like, like I never been into podcasts before until probably I don't know twelve months ago, maybe or twelve. Yeah, but because pod, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Yeah, you can be driving with a podcast as long as they don't have a monotone voice like me and you get bored and shit, you won't <laughs> crash. But um, <laughs> but it's like yeah, you've uh, you can listen to them anywhere, which I love, eh? Well, I think too that one of the other things that, I mean, people have said before about, oh, it's just two people and the connection, like, so I don't think that's a new idea. But I think the other <laughs> thing that I think about, man, is like, so if you're on a movie set or like, say you're doing an interview, right? So like you're shooting your movie and you're doing yeah. an interview. Yeah. There's like you sitting there, yeah. then there's like three lights minimum, and yeah. then there's a director, then there's a guy on the camera, and then there's like a producer. So like what you see as a person that is, um, I guess consuming that media yeah like you see just you in the frame right yeah yeah but what you see as a person shooting or like being in that um, film yeah. you have this view of like cameras yeah, and lights <laughs> so it's like it, that's a different experience it is yeah but with this right there's me and you and two microphones and two headphones yeah and then all i can hear is you all you can hear is me yeah. and then when you listen to it or like joe blow listens to it in the car yeah, what yeah. he hears is his headphones yeah and two microphones yeah. <laughs> so there's no like it's almost like there's no trickery there's no hollywood no, magic and nah. you know when you're nah. like oh edit that i'm like there's no editing <laughs> so it's like you don't yeah. I, I don't think there's any other medium where watching it or consuming it yeah. is the exact same as the experience that the people making it have. Yeah. So it's like it actually is like a shared experience. Yeah, yeah. She, there's yeah. nothing else oh, going mate. on. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome, mate. And that's the thing that kind of like, yeah, when I, I was like, I guess, writing different plans for actually starting this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's actually, that maybe that's another subconscious reason why people like it. Yeah. It's because there is nothing, like when you listen to it, you're just, it's literally like you're there because yeah. there was nothing else nah, happening. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're just in that, especially in a car, like you're just like in your own box, like, yeah, listening. So. Yeah, there's like nothing else to nah, do. Nothing else. I think too, you can learn a lot, like, um, we did. We just released one with Harry Bink yesterday, oh, yeah. and um, he's never listened to any of them. Yeah. And he was like stoked because he's like, "Oh, I, I want to learn stuff, but there's so much bullshit out there, oh, there that is. you're like, you don't even sort of know where to start." And you I feel like filter so much shit too. Like, yeah. And then I think that you know, if you're sort of on a podcast, like you've got something to say, or you've yeah. an expert in an area. Yeah. So it's like it's almost this way to like point people in different yeah, directions as well. Definitely. Yeah. That's what we. Like we're 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 really big with um, like yeah, podcasts with people that are 
like cha- like cha- changing the world in like ways like whether it's nutrition and mm. but but people that because you can anyone can say anything they want so it's it's sorting through all the crap and finding your thing as well is like yeah yep. what, what, what's easy to do do you um have you listened to any of the rogan stuff with dr ronda patrick no oh actually i have we, I've, uh, not much but i yeah heard there yeah pretty like amazing yeah because she's well. like ridiculous yeah she's like a freak of nature in terms yeah. of what she can actually recall like yeah. study she'll be like oh this such and such study yeah, from yeah. 2001 you're like <laughs> can't even remember what (laughs) flight i got on three weeks ago like i can't remember what city i was in. yeah yeah exactly so yeah that that yeah that's a cool resource and i think too like a lot of people don't um i guess there's like information that doesn't pay to be out there yeah in terms of like companies and you know you look at like the big companies that are making a lot of money yeah that buy a lot of advertising and there's a not to go all conspiracy theory but there is i love conspiracy okay if you but if you follow the money are you a conspiracy theory oh, guy? Mate, tell me you're not a flat earth guy oh fuck no <laughs> <laughs> i was like flat earth and fuck off. get it done okay uh delete <laughs> and that was the uh barney miller hour and we're out <laughs> yeah the flat earth one i can't get on board oh, with at neither, all neither. what's your favorite conspiracy Oh, um, favorite conspiracy. Oh, mate. Um, I love, I love the Donald Trump conspiracies. What are they? What are they? Oh, just. Are you, are you like a full hater, Trump hater? Yeah, pretty much. Sick. Right, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just, I, I love, um, yeah, oh, mate, there's everything. There's chemtrails, there's. Well, I, I, can, I can't do the chemtrails <laughs> purely because, right, if you. Go, this is just my unscientific take on it, right? So if we went over there into the back corner of Gold Coast Studio and you sprayed Glen 20, yeah. right, just, and then this was like the atmosphere, like you wouldn't be able to smell it. <laughs> so it's like all of these planes, like when you like crop spray and stuff like that, yeah, like yeah. you're spraying like a super controlled area. Yeah. So it's like what, how much stuff would you have to be letting go yeah. to actually have any kind of like blanket yeah, yeah. over society. No, that's it. No. It's it's when you see the crossovers they're trying to like trap you in a net, I reckon, eh? Oh, he's going deep. <laughs> nah, mate. I'm not a big I'm not a big thing about it at all. Like I don't really give a shit. But like It's interesting though to like I I'm a big like my conspiracy not it's not conspiracy, but I'm like a dude that goes, follow the money. In every single thing that happens yeah if there's something you're like well it's gonna like the gun stuff in the in the oh, us yeah, right yeah so it's like who i I've asked ricky man i went deep like the last shooting and you'd know what it's like like living in the yeah. state like yeah. my thing with the whole shooting thing and i get people that i've got good <laughs> friends that are like hardcore second amendment guys yeah, yeah. and i and like they just get the shits with me talking about it mm. because that's their point of view but like i've got people in america i love yeah you know what i mean and like i've got a friend whose kids are in high school right now and like yeah and then they're and they're pro second amendment guys like they're massive gun guys and i'm like dude when i talk about this passionately and when i look up like i'm doing it because i'm scared that your kid could be one of the kids yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's like i'm not looking at this through a lens of like 
trying to just be From a dick outside, and go yeah, yeah. like, oh, well, Australia fixed it, bro. Yeah, yeah, Because I think yeah. there is that angle and it's like, man, all right, that doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. But then for me, I'm like, well, it... I've got the Australia experience and then I've got the people in America that like, there's a reason for me to say and feel strongly about this. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to just be like one of the bandwagon people that's nah, like, we yeah. worked in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause totally. it's easy to do that and anyway. There's so many people that just, add, they just have no idea and they just hear that, hear someone or see that it's been posted on Facebook or Instagram and they'll try and claim, like do it as their own or yeah. I, it's a rabbit hole. It is, mate. But the thing, like, so why I brought the gun thing up, right? So you look at Australia when we, I think we have, like, three manufacturers that make guns. Yeah. Like, it's not a massive industry. Whereas in the US, you've got, like, Smith & Western. Like, yeah. there's, like, 17 or 18 major, major gun manufacturers yeah. in yeah. America. Yeah. And then you've got a union and a lobbyist. And we know, like, so in Australia, like, you look at, Ergon or any of the those like unions are powerful yeah, yeah. and then there's legislation around unions yeah so it's like they can influence the government yeah so in australia when the gun thing happened we didn't really i think it was all sort of based on the public perception i don't really think there was uh and i was reading a thing the other day that said like our version of the nra did was like on board with the changes that yeah. australia made yeah so like that's i guess a different sort of deal but you've got this like multi multi billion dollar industry to protect yeah yeah and it's like they're making there's like there's a production line of guns yeah it's yeah. like they've got to go somewhere exactly and the unfortunate thing with guns and that's like you see these arguments where people are like oh well there's a knife and there's a knife in you gotta have a knife in school to cut your food and i'm like yeah, yeah but you can't cut food with a gun like yeah, there's no <laughs> other there's yeah, no yeah. other use yeah, for a, a re- gun yeah exactly like, exactly. and then it's yeah. like oh should we ban all cars yeah. No, because we use cars yeah. for other <laughs> shit. Like, we don't use guns <laughs> for other shit. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate, it's the, it's the uneducated ones that, mate, that stir all this shit up, eh? It's, it's frustrating, too, because it's like, oh, it's, it's this issue, and it's that. It's like, all right, well, let's just do all of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you said to... If you... When they're like, oh, it's just too big of an issue now. Yeah. It's like, well, kind of. Like, let's say space travel was an issue. Yeah. And then the 19... 20s yeah they'd go well space travel is too big of an issue for us to figure <laughs> lo and behold yeah. like what we're 40 on. years later yeah. they figured we're it out there, yeah. so it's like hey it might take 40 yeah, years yeah, it takes, yeah. but should we have life. a crack yeah yeah that's so it. Yeah. that that stuff frustrates me <laughs> but so i'm more of like a but yeah with that it's like you've got this industry then you've got a union and yeah. you've got lobby. So it's like follow the money yeah, and the whole, totally, that, yeah. so that's where I'll buy into conspiracies, but I won't buy into like science, like especially flat earth and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like, cause it's like, there is a lot of science. Like yeah, if we, yeah. if we figured that out in ancient Greek yeah. in times, yeah, then exactly. like and probably going to be able to figure it out now. I'm pretty sure we've seen pictures of around earth. Like they, like there's been They're fake, much, bro. Yeah, yeah, hold They're on. fake. CGI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do they look so fake? <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, that's funny because it's like, well, have you ever been to space? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know what fake looks like in space? <laughs> like, is it potentially, is there a possibility that it looks different than a yeah. place with no atmosphere looks different yeah. than a place with an atmosphere? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah, I'd, tr- I'd trust the people that have spent their life trying to yeah, figure it out exactly. over me. Exactly. Oh, mate. 
It just Elon, it just follow Elon Musk, mate, and he yeah, he's proven it. That's scary. How good that dude is. <laughs> oh my god. Like, it's almost got a man crush on him, eh? He's pretty amazing. You know how stupid we are? Like, <laughs> me and you, like, we're so dumb. Like, when you yeah. look at a dude like that, that's like the that's like the one thing you realise. You're like, I'm dumb. Like, I'm a shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we even the same thing? <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, I just, I love what he does. And, and uh, yeah, mate, if, uh, he's probably the number one guy besides you that I'd like to meet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've met me now. Yeah, no, met, so, okay. So I'm going, I've got to find Elon, mate. But yeah, just, I'd love to, could you imagine having a podcast with him? Nah, I'd feel, I wouldn't be worthy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so stupid. Like, what could I possibly ask him that would be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what true. can I, what can I talk to that you dude just, about? Just find like, like, hey, three. so space, huh? Space, Pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the earth's round, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, what do you think about flat earth? He'd be like. You're a wanker. And no. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, I, um, I did a, a shoot with Blake Griffin, you know, the, oh, the, the Clippers dude. Yeah. That was another moment. Where like Sick. I looked at him and I was like, we're not the same. <laughs> like you, we're not the same thing. Like he's seven foot something. Yeah. yeah. Like his arms, dude, were like as thick as my legs, <laughs> and it was like his legs are as thick as my my trunk. Wow. And you're like, dude, we're not the same thing. <laughs> and it's like, wow. And that's like Elon. You look at the things that he can do. Like I was watching a documentary thing on YouTube with him, and he was like. That he was a kid back in South Africa and like I guess he was a young prodigy kind of dude yeah. and um, they were doing this interview with him and he's like well at 13 I, I was scared of the dark and then I realised that all the dark was is that there were no photons hitting my <laughs> hitting my retinas and I was just like holy shit I was fucking scared of the dark at 16 <laughs> and I hadn't figured any of that <laughs> out so it's like you know what I mean? like oh. how smart can some person like yeah. a person be? Nah. We're not the same. We're not the nah. same thing. But yeah, I just yeah. Oh. <laughs> I almost said I love him. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone always they say with Elon, they're like, oh, he should be the president. He sh-. he's like way too smart to be the nah, president. Exactly. Like, could you imagine going from Trump, <laughs> who I think? Well, they said like, I mean, you don't know, like, because it's all the left and right but they reckon yeah. that some of the, the way that he delivers speeches yeah. is the same as a, like a sixth grader yeah yeah so could you imagine going from a, a sixth, sixth grader, grader to a dude in sixth grade who <laughs> stopped being scared of the ducks because there was no photons <laughs> <laughs> like you know that would be, be great, yeah. that would be drastic yeah mate do you do you follow much like politics and stuff like that in Australia? Like, are you sort of into it or like oh, what? Even what are you, you what are you into? Uh, when it comes to like you, when you get on a deep scroll or a deep any, YouTube, the only deep stuff I get into is um, is probably rewatching Bob Hawke um, skull that pint quicker than anyone that <laughs> that's been recorded. G uh, shit. Yeah, I know, mate. It's just the crazy stuff. Like he's. That's living legend right there. Um, but yeah, no, I don't get too deep. I think. Like, what interests you though? Like, not I guess like away from politics and stuff. Like, what what's the stuff me? that you kind of really go deep into? Um, boring shit. Like, um, yeah, I do. I love space. 
I love space <laughs> a lot. And um, and uh, yeah, just what else do I get into? I get into well, we I get into nutrition a lot, which yep. is like yeah, nutrition, healing the body. Just I, I know, just trying to find new things that that work and mm. stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that um, I wanted to actually ask you about Project Walk because I got a friend. Um, do you know Josh Wood? Yeah, yeah, Woody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a he's a good mate of mine. Oh, really? So that's what was crazy about the whole surfing thing was that. Um, Oh man, it was years ago now when he was at Project Walk. Yeah. And I was living in Temecula. So I was like pretty close to Oceanside. I used to yeah. go surf there every day. Yeah. And he hit us up and he's like, dude, I'm here at Project Walk. He was coming over, like hanging out. We we're watching like the UFC fights and stuff at our house no when way. they were on and that. And um and he's like, dude, I want to go surfing with you again. And I was like, Was that you when yeah, you guys yeah, took yeah. him out? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I was there that oh well I wasn't there watching, but you were at uh, Project I was at Project Walk at the time, oh. I know. That's bullshit. Yeah, uh-huh. so that that's why that yeah, your surfing thing kind of like that kind of yeah, pulled some heartstrings for me because like he was man, like that was a super heavy day. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know, like I yeah, rolled up, gave him like I had a spare wetsuit yeah. and then he's like putting the wetty on no and then way. like yeah Millsy was there yeah, and we were all walking down eh? yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah no it's yeah I'm good mates with him eh? and uh and he yeah that would if if one good thing came out of project walk was probably meeting him and Millsy in that day yeah. like so what happened is wasn't there some controversy around project walk oh, now mate i could get so deep there's so many conspiracy there but um because i i I had zero idea yeah. of what is like, but somebody yeah. said to me, or I heard somewhere that there was something happening with Project Walk, and I was like, "Oh damn!" Like that seemed like it was helping Woody out. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, it was amazing. The place was amazing. The trainers were amazing. It was the management that destroyed it. Like a CEO came in and just, um, just buried it pretty much. Like started getting too focused on money. And not giving a shit about the trainers, like, and that's why we—that's why we went there. We didn't go there to for the facility for, for or the, whatever. Yeah, like. yeah, we go for the trainers. Yeah, they're the most important thing. And when they started getting not looked after, and then a few of my trainers dropped out and then left and started their own thing, so I went and followed them. And then, lo and behold, like, yeah, the place shuts down, like, just because of just how it got buried. So, mm. which is really sad because. Um, because I would, like until I can't like I said I can't remember where I heard it but until I heard that I was like man everyone like I know people having a motocross background yeah I've got a ton of friends that have been through like what you've sort of gone through yeah, and yeah. that's why I think maybe that's why as well I always had such an admiration for you because like I've seen people go through the struggles and yeah. and like dude a couple of weeks ago I had a friend he's hasn't well he's had spinal cord in injury but it's not like a Paralysis. Yeah, not yeah. a paralysis. And I mean, even he's gone through, like I, I said, talking to him on Facebook the other day, he's in the US and he's like having, you know, really dark days. And I'm yeah. like, and I was like, dude, you're going to be at war with your mind more than your body. Yeah, shit, yeah. Because you've just got time on your back, man. Yeah, like they yeah. say that that's an it. idle mind is the devil's playground. Yeah. Like oh. that's what you have yeah, now. Is, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's, it's it definitely, it's super close to home for me just because of the friends that I've, kind yeah. of got through motocross yeah sick no it's uh yeah it, 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 I met so many like it was it's so crazy because up until going to Project Walk I 
I just didn't like to be around people that were in wheelchairs. Like, yeah, okay. I, 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 I know it sort of sounds a bit arrogant or whatever, but um, it but makes sense, dude. Like, yeah. and I think that if any, if that sounded bad to anybody, first of all, fuck yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> second, but you don't know. Like, you can't. Yeah. Everybody's experience is totally yeah, their own. Yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 there is a reason that you would have felt that way. So and I mean, it was, don't, it's, it's, it's really cool. Like to be to because th- when then to go to the facility that everyone was everyone's there for the same reason and that's to walk again and and so everyone was feeding off each other like there was people that almost like a team atmosphere yeah there was people like learning to walk there and people that are standing for the first time people that have no movement whatsoever who and, and everyone fed off the motivation and the inspiration together and and that was when I just started really hanging out with people in wheelchairs like um yeah, because just having that same goal, I guess, just re- it relating to people is, yeah, it was definitely that. And and I, I guess, like, when you've got the injury that you've got, every single case is different. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you're all fighting your own battles. Like, some people's to be able to, you know, use their hand or, yeah, you know, yeah. some guy. And there's different stages, like, oh, yeah. make a fist or yeah, yeah, start yeah, to yeah, get yeah, sensation yeah, yeah, yeah. here. So, it's like, I guess it's so individual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so yeah, no one's the same. You're not fighting no, over a no. different or, or the same thing. Yeah. Everyone's got their own little battle yeah, and you can yeah. just take things exactly. from everyone's battle. And that's what was really cool. Cause, and then, cause one thing with, we, we, I guess with getting inspiration and getting motivation through other people and I now, and I know this might sound weird, but I now watch kids, uh, in the early stages of life and, um, learning to walk again learning to crawl mm. again like and i see where i am at in my recovery to oh, them like you can relate to yeah, that so i'm like fuck I, that's where i'm at like i'll see a kid standing that's and I'm crazy like, like standing for the first time or a little kid like leaning on something or taking steps and i'm like i really like yeah and i feed off all that like i feed off three-year-olds which is kind of weird but you're like like taking inspiration where you yeah. can find it i guess yeah yeah exactly and that and that's what that's exactly what my body's doing my body's learning to walk all over again and and they're doing it for the first time so they're learning for the first time all over again so that's pretty crazy yeah, like that's yeah. actually a super cool way yeah. to like kind of put it into perspective of people because I think it'd be hard to get a perspective that's why i said like as dumb as it sounded at the start like falling asleep <laughs> on your arm yeah yeah because it's like that's probably the closest people are ever going to get to that uncomfortable yeah because like, yeah when your foot goes numb and then like when your foot goes numb on a couch and then you stand up and you try and walk on it you're like whoa <laughs> like it, you f- it's such a weird and then yeah. your first instinct is sit back down let it come back yeah but you're in a position where you can't just sit down and let it come nah, back yeah, like yeah. you've got to push through gotta that work. uncomfortability gotta work on that eh? yeah did it ever seem was was there ever a point where you were like nah fuck it i'll just stay in the chair uh because it'd be because nah, yeah. like what the the task that you've got ahead of you yeah. to do it is just like it's monumental yeah and the the uncertainty like at least a baby knows it's gonna walk yeah, or it yeah. has feeling and it's yeah, yeah. just dealing with motor skills yeah. like you're dealing with a billion challenges <laughs> like was there ever a point where you were just like no nah, i'm just gonna sit down it's all good nah i've uh, i i get nah I've, I, I like i was just like because sitting in a chair is so fucking uncomfortable and and i was like 
that was a big push actually like just being out of the chair like I just wanted to be out of the chair as much as possible and um yeah it's sort of it hasn't come to that point I don't think but just being able to um yeah just sort of being yeah like I guess being out of the chair is the most important part and and I do, and I've, I I'm very sort of fidgety as well. Like I can't mm. stop moving. Like you probably noticed, but it's just because if you if you don't if you don't it's move, like if you don't use it, it you, you lose, lose it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So have you seen? I got another friend. Um, I'm not sure if you've met. I actually would really like to put you guys in contact. Um, his name is Jesse Nelson, and he's. Yeah. A, do you know Jesse? Jesse at Stride, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's I know at Stride. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sweet. I was gonna say if you didn't know each other, I'd yeah. love to put you guys yeah, yeah, in, he's in cool. contact. Yeah, he's a, oh, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, you know that's him. why I was saying like your story is like that. It feels like I've known you for a long time yeah. just because I've seen what my friends about to go through. Yeah, and it's sick. fucked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, wow. it actually like you know I kind of it yeah it does affect me. And have you seen that thing that Jesse's got where it stands him up and like it's like a um I don't know I'd have to ask him but it, he yeah. stands up it strapped him in and he spends like hours every day up in this machine oh, like a standard frame sort of thing eh oh. I don't know like I don't, oh yeah, I don't know exactly what it is but he yeah. stands up in it and he reckons it's cool because it has to like engage his muscles and stuff yeah yeah shit oh the what oh the stand up thing oh maybe I don't know if he moves in it, but I think he like if he's watching TV or if he's doing anything like working at a computer, yeah, he yeah. he stands in it so he's not in his chair. Yeah, and I think that okay, yeah. yeah, there's a way it, he says it like engages his muscles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. just like yeah, because it's it's back to that. If you don't use it, you lose it because your legs would just your legs can would just deteriorate so fast like, to where it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. To, and and like your mu- you'll. You know, your muscles would just go away. Like I spend so much time on my feet now. Like, like I, it's pretty cool to see like your muscles developing. Like I've got calf muscles now. And no like, shit. Yeah, That's yeah. Sick. So you can actually like. Well, I guess it's just like anything. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just repetition. Hey. Like, I guess I've never seen my muscles grow. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate, man. <laughs> No, but yeah, that's it. Oh, that's so crazy. You know, like similar people to me. Yeah. yeah well, Jesse. Um, Man, I've done like a ton of filming with him through Red Bull. Like yeah, he's sick. he's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite yeah. people. Like he's yeah. act, he's gonna come on the podcast like at some sick. point. Um, but yeah, he is just such a cool dude. And I know he really. Sh- I don't know how much you've spoke to him, but I know he struggled mentally because like he's yeah. an elite athlete. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of the best dudes in the world. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of pure talent on a motorcycle, yeah. he's one of the best guys going. Sure. And it just all got taken away and now yeah, he's yeah. um he's been racing those off-road like yeah Polaris i know I talk, i've been speaking to him a bit about them eh? like sick. over there because like, literally we will be training he'll be training with his trainer like jason and josh so jason and josh used to be at project walk both of them and then um they both left like yeah they just got left just when when sort of shit hit the fan and yeah and they started their own thing called strides which is up in san juan capistrano which is yep. just near um, san clemente yeah, near over san clemente. the Ortegas. yeah yep. exactly yep. so um yeah we'll like there'll be times where i'll be on one table with josh and jesse will be on the other table with uh so all Jason. three of you are there yeah yeah Jay, yeah it's that's like, sick oh no sorry different oh, josh different josh, josh oh, okay. is one of the trainers oh right, oh, right, yeah, oh, right. yeah yeah, yeah. 
But no, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if Josh was, Josh Wood was there as well. But yeah, so me and Jesse would just be chatting or going on like, yeah, he's probably even mentioned your name, and I'm just like, fucking, no yeah, idea. Mate, maybe because I said to him because um, when yeah, when he got hurt or whatever, and he was back home, like he was just bored out of his mind. Yeah, and then he, him and his fiance were doing that drive, and that drive oh, sucked yeah, from where yeah, they're yeah, at. Yeah, it's yeah. like an hour and a half every day. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, do you ever listen to podcasts? And he's like, nut. And I was like, send him a bunch of links. And I was like, go Sick. nuts, man. So I think that, yeah, huh. that helped him out with the drive and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's hell. And then he was going to come on when I was in the States. He was going to be like, he was going to be my first ever guest. But he, um, it was pretty funny because the DMV said he couldn't drive. Like he had to go and retake his like yeah. license test well, so the day we were going to do it they they said you got to do your thing and i was like did they can you just tell them to fucking google jesse nelson yeah, yeah. like google <laughs> jesse nelson or type it in youtube and you're going to see a freak of nature yeah, at controlling yeah. a vehicle with yeah. a motor in it like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. good give yeah. him a pass yeah he's, yeah. he's totally oh, mate, fine that's what happened like uh they just they he's just, a race car driver yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. can drive a car <laughs> but it's yeah it's it they just take your license it was really weird actually because they took my license and then I didn't get my license for probably four years after the accident maybe or five years no four, yeah about four years but because we had to go I had to go back and do the L's again oh, and fuck. those L's you things really? fucking suck I failed twice <laughs> I was like that rule wasn't in there when I was 16 like tw- 10 years ago and so I was like failed twice and I was just like, oh man, I'm just so What shit. kind of asshole would fail you, eh? Like, you just been looking at him like, I bet you they could not. Like, we're living in such a politically correct world yeah, now yeah. where like, that guy would be too scared to fail anybody <laughs> in a wheelchair. They'd be like, oh, yep, 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 not pass, yeah, pass. It's just a computer now because they leave it to the computer and they just say, sorry, you failed. And I'm like, well. Oh, did you fail the written one? Not nah. even the test, the driving test. Nah, nah, yeah, the written one that you do on the computer. You failed that. Yeah, I failed it that's twice. That's on you, bro. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I'm like. It is on me, so I'm like, fuck, like... And then I just, I was like, oh, fuck, I pressed the wrong button and and uh, and tried to make an excuse, but but then the <laughs> third so time good. I got it, eh? But I was like, geez, the driving test was sweet as, like, I could drive a car and stuff, so... Just, yeah, just, just getting the L's again, like, because it had been nearly 10 years since... It even said, Man, yeah, I, I would guarantee that if someone did the L's test to me right now, I'd probably fail. So yeah. I can't really talk yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they've got new rules these days. Far out, I tell you what. I don't even know the old ones that good, I reckon. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just don't understand what's going on. I got pulled over in the States oh. and um, I was on the one of the free, on the 15 South. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it was the first time I'd ever been pulled over. I just got a brand new car and I had dealer plates on it. Oh. And then so the guy pulls me over and he's like, where's the license plate? And they post you the deal, like the license plates. Their whole system over there is completely different. And um, so then I I was going down the 15 and then whoop, whoop, lights come on. I was in the fast lane. So I just pulled off to the left. Yeah, yeah. So like off the fast lane onto the shoulder of the fast lane. Holy shit. And the guy comes up to me and he's like, the cop was pissed because it's like super sketchy people doing like 85 90 miles an hour on those highways and the cop was just like looking at me like i was the biggest wanker ever and i just didn't even realize like at all why he was so shitty at me yeah yeah. and i was like and i literally just drove from the dealership so i was like man i'm not doing anything wrong i was like unless i'm speeding or whatever and he was like he was like what's the deal man with your thing and i was like oh i literally just bought this car man like you can look at my thing and he's like 
He's like, all right, cool. That's fair enough. If you don't have your plates, you don't have your plates. He's like, why'd you pull over? And I was like, well, yeah, you had your lights on, man. And uh, he's like, no, why did you leave the fast lane of the freeway and then go onto the shoulder? He's like, that's the most dangerous thing that you could possibly do. <laughs> and he's like, where's your license? I and I was win. like, yeah, I was like, oh, here, there's my Aussie money. He's like, where's your California license? I was like, I don't have a California license. I'm not a Californian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, here's a ticket for driving without a license. And I had to go to court and everything. Bullshit. Purely, and I reckon it's just, if I knew the rules and I pulled off on an exit and did the right thing, then he probably would have just let me go. But because I was a knob and didn't know any of the rules, it cost me three grand. The whole ordeal, man. Like, it was a nightmare. So, yeah, pay to know your road rules, I found (laughs) out. Yeah, K got booked in America. They're scary. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like, man. It, it's just, it's just selective. I think they're just, they're like, fuck it. I'm just gonna f- just pinpoint and find someone because everyone speeds on those roads. Oh, there's no. And, yeah, and the speed limit's got no. Nah, yeah. and so for them to just pick randomly one person, it's like, oh fuck it, I'll just pull them over. And so she got pulled over, and but yeah, it's. 300 bucks it's pretty nuts like bit steep i got bloody i gotta walk again here i got bills to pay Yeah, exactly (laughs) we're on our way to training come on how much are you surfing these days every weekend every weekend yeah i have to so you surf more than me do i (laughs) maybe yeah i don't i don't surf nearly enough i got yeah i don't know what my excuse is (laughs) but so you've you've got a crew that you go out with yeah i've got a good bunch of mates who are always keen to take me out like whether it's here i've got an awesome bunch of mates i grew up with here and then in america i've got a good good crew over there what's your well. go-to beach in the states that you surf at cardiff cardiff yeah Reef. okay yep yeah i've surfed there a bunch That's it's it. awesome mate. i love it we uh we yeah we sort of take over the joint which is pretty cool yeah because that's where kersey's right there right eh? that's his little spot Kersey's. Isn't it? it's all good you break it <laughs> <laughs> um Oh yeah, Kersey's just north at Pono, so oh, right or Carlsbad, but yeah, yep. we um that gets pretty heavy there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yep. I've seen I've seen in, in a spot called Campgrounds as well, and uh, but yeah, yeah, Cardiff Reef's just a spot, and uh, my mate Dana, like my main guy, he's the guy that was in the World Championships with me and stuff. He was yep. like, he's pretty much my pusher, and yeah, he's a local there, so he knows all the crew, and then all the local crew. So look after me and tell me to go when I yep. yeah yeah. Is there a, um? I haven't watched a lot of it. I've only seen when you won the world championship was the only time that like actually hit my radar. So I think a lot of people that are even listening to this now wouldn't know how the whole thing works. Yeah. So I guess a I've seen it. So but for people that haven't seen it, yeah. How, like explain the process of the way that you surf, and yeah. then is there a prog- the second part? I guess is like. Are you seeing a progression now? Like you guys are doing bigger waves, you turn, getting yeah, your turns. Like, yeah. is there actually the sport is starting to progress? It is, it is. Like the whole adaptive surf, so adult adaptive surf world now is um, like there's there's eight people in the Australian team, which ranges like, the, and there's ten different divisions or something like that. But um, so it ranges from like amputees, like a above the knee amputee, below the knee amputee. Um, kind of like the Paralympics almost yeah, where it's got almost, like the different yeah, categories. The categories and there's, yeah, like double amputees, like blind. We've got a blind guy, Matt. Is he, he the Brazilian dude? No, there's another guy. He, he is the, I don't think he was at the contest this year, but, um, but Matt's, yeah, just our, our blind surfer, but watching them surf is oh, next level, eh? Like just, they've got, 
they got someone that goes out with them, like just to someone to sort of kind say, kind of get them in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like duck dive, paddle, yep. to right or a left, or like their job's hard, like to be a um, yeah, to do that. And but yeah, so we 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 had a really cool team, and um, so my division is called the AS Five Assist, which is you. I've got two. I've got one person out with me in the water that has to paddle me out. And then they push me on the wave, and then when once I'm on the wave, it's up to me. Like I've got to try and do as many <laughs> maneuvers as as I yep. can, or or big maneuvers. Like so now I I just I just think about it as I used to surf when I was younger. Like you just want to hit the lip as hard as you can. You want to if there's an end section coming for you, you want to smack that as well. Like yeah, and and I, I just try and take it to that level, and and I think I see I see the sport progressing pretty. Yeah, pretty quick, which is good to see. So, um, there's surfing is going to be in the Olympics. Mm. Are you potentially staring at being an Olympian at some point uh, with surfing being in the Paralympics? Yeah, well, because that would be pretty rad. Yeah, it, that'd be amazing. Like, it's definitely not in 2020. And then there's we just found out literally not that long ago that it did it didn't make the 2024 Olympics because. I don't know. It's it, that's another. There's so many conspiracies with that as well. <laughs> like just about how why did we didn't get in because we ne- you, you need to have 36 different countries or something in the world oh, doing it. Oh, okay. And we had 32, but um, no, I think you have maybe you got to have 40 countries, and we had 36. And then there was another sport that got in 30 that only had 32 countries, and it got in, but like. It's so weird. Follow the money, man. Yeah, where was the money? Yeah, where was the money? It's in dancing, apparently. <laughs> Wheelchair dancing made it in. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it's. I hope that they'll either someone will put in a protest or something just to to try and get to it try in. Try and get it in. So, how old would you be in twenty twenty four? I don't even know how. Old. Don't look at your watch. That's um, not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to see what year it is, mate. Um, 2018. Yeah, 2018. So, so six years, I would be 45. That's not out of the question. Nah, nah. Oh. So then the next, you'd be 49. So you'd be a 49 year old Olympian if we could get it in. <laughs> well, I reckon that's a that's possible. I um, I think yeah. I, I'll I look at it like I'm going to be up on my feet full time then. So True. it'd be cool to. I'd like to take a, a coaching role maybe along yeah, the way. Yeah, I was just maybe thinking that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I just... Are you working with other um, adaptive surfers in Australia? Like, is this something now that now that this has come along? Because like, like we said at the very start, it's, it's pretty important for just anyone in life in general to have an outlet and a a goal a carrot to dangle but then i think that you look at someone like yourself like jesse's a perfect example like he was really without a bit of purpose because his life had been around being an elite athlete yeah. and then that got taken away yeah, yeah. and he's always had a next race he's always had a next season the next mm. something was always there for yeah. him and then that yeah. got taken away yeah so i think um do you think that adaptive surfing is something that maybe even guys that haven't surfed before oh, yeah, that they can yeah. really get into it as like this is an outlet now it's not because yeah. I think that a big worry for, for guys that have had spinal cord injuries is more impact Yeah, there's not a lot of impact when it comes nah. to surfing nah, and then you can kind of be out in the water with your mates um, I think that 
yeah, we could potentially see with a guy like yourself. Because I think, like, like you look at Mick Fanning, right? Obviously, well, Mick's not a great example because they were world champions before Mick yeah. from Australia. Yeah, yeah. But, like, let's say Mick. You've got Mick. He's in the spotlight where, like, maybe... When was his last world title? 2013. Yeah, 13, right? So, you know, you got, like, 2013... There's probably kids that are going to be coming on tour in the next couple of years mm. that are direct results of that Mick Fanning World Championship. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? That, sure. that you've got that that light to follow. You're in a position now where you're you've got that light that guys in wheelchairs that can now follow yeah, you. And yeah. and I think it's cool to I guess get it out there that like man you don't have to have it. You didn't have to be a surfer before your injury. Nah. Like, nah. you can do this. There's a sport now. There's a world championship. Like you said, there's, what, 10 different categories? Yeah, yeah. So would would a win for you be to see more people take, like, see you doing oh, it and yeah. then take the sport I just, up? I'd love to see, yeah, just see it grow. And, um, well, that's because that we had a girl, AJ, a lady AJ in our Australian um, team, and she had literally surfed maybe... 15 times before going and representing Australia and she got a bronze medal like mm. that's that's amazing like 15 surfs like no, had no idea about surfing or anything like that went in it and dominated so that was that was really cool to see so and as as the sport progresses it, there's going to be more people like that like I'd love to see more um, more competition and and just yeah make got a bug on you mate <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'd love to see it progress and 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 take it up to the next level for sure. And yeah, there there is that potential to do the coaching role then, eh? Like yeah, because oh, sure. you're in a position of spending your whole life around surfing, in surfing, and then obviously the connections you've got through the industry. Yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah. pretty cool, man. To to go, I guess from yeah, not really having that outlet to now, yeah. like, I mean, you've got other opportunities as well, but, yeah. like, this is a totally new road that you can kind of pay for yourself and yeah. for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. obviously passionate about helping other people in general. Oh, yeah, love that, eh? Yeah, I, I could, um, that's one of the first things I love talking about, like, with my, with the charity event and um, and raising money for a different person each year for, I, I love just giving them the guidance of, yeah, if they want to get back in the water and, tell them like how important it's been for me and like because my trainer one of my main trainers um said that pretty much surfing saves me like Mm. not only mentally like just because getting the water physically as well so in the way i surf when i'm lying down in my i'm up on my elbows um so i'm in the total opposite position as i am in in the chair yeah so all the like muscles in the front like the the hip flexors getting like, stretched out getting stretched out yeah. and which help you stand better too like because that's one thing going through that stage when i was learning to stand again like sit to stand and stuff with the trainer he'd sit me up he'd stand me up and then my hip flexors would be go like what the fuck so yeah it'd sit me straight back down so i had to like move that and like to surf and do that and and stretch out these muscles that are inhibiting you getting straight when you stand is has been an amazing thing as well What's the event that you do? It's called, it's called the Barney Miller Charity Surf Classic. It was started by a mate of mine, Joel Tubby Bath, who I grew up with, and he did it as a HSC project when I was in hospital. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was like a design and technology project. So 
he was like, yeah, so, and he just wanted to raise some money and do a surf comp. And so he caught it the Barney Miller Surf Classic. And then um, it's just, it just went from there. He, I think, yeah, I think we got like 500 bucks maybe in the first year. And, and each year after that, we've donated to a, a different individual who's been through an accident. And um, actually, in 2007, I think it was, we start, we, all the money was donated. And we started a disabled surfers association, like a chapter in Coffs Harbour. Yeah, right. And that, so that was ten years ago now, just over ten years ago. But but every year, yeah, all money gets donated. So in the last couple of years, we've sort of raised around the twenty grand. Per, yeah, right. So that helps people. Like, not only do we give them a bit of money, I give them a bit of guidance and just sort of show them what I've been through to help recovery and stuff like that. And so they can spend it however the hell they want. They could go put it on black in jupiter's or something if they wanted to <laughs> but like or, or, but which is frowned upon yeah 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 don't do that <laughs> or i will not sponsor you again um <laughs> but uh yeah so it was it's good to sort of see and and do that in that direction and so tubby was um was on for the first couple of years and then he sort of dropped off because he started a family and done his own thing and stuff now so i've kept up doing it myself and now it's like a it's a it's a big event and it yeah we we love doing it like just to be able to help people and and raise money for them eh? um and then you do a ton of stuff with wings for life as well right yeah. are you you're a red bull athlete or yeah, like sort well, of with the surfing I try, or? yeah i i'd love i'd love to get uh get, be an athlete so. get, get that hat so yeah 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 i'd love to yeah i want the hat that's all i want like i don't care about the money <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm a, a red bull wings for life ambassador, ambassador yep, yeah yep, yep. so and is that so is that how you met maddie was doing the wings for life yeah stuff? it was yeah, it was yeah. Matt. yeah yeah yeah, yeah yep. it was so i've uh yeah i've had a good relationship with red bull as well which is really cool so they've helped me with a lot of things and helped been a big push with their movie as well like yep. they jumped on as a sponsor of the movie and but yeah so wings for life I, I really yeah i to be a part of that is really cool as well do you do like do you do the run in the chair or like yeah how i does do it, run you, the chair yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. what is it five k's right nah it's it's pretty much you run until the catcher car catches you oh really so Cause i've never done it i do i want to do it it's but it's just amazing like out. it's like it's definitely like a race like no other so it's running all these different locations around the world at the exact same time yep. so so in australia it was 9 p.m on on some on some point will that come through you reckon yeah we'll just wait two seconds wild hogs <laughs> Yeah, so is that in, yeah. A, in Australia? So in Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, yeah. In Australia, it uh, it was on it. It's on at nine p.m. on the that day. Um, so and then it's on at midday in Austria. I the first year I ever did it, I did it in America, and it was at three a.m. Yeah, it's super because I've got friends that shoot the photos for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, three a.m. in the morning. So yeah. that was crazy and. Uh, in the middle of the desert pretty much and um kate that first year i was doing media stuff but kate rang ran in it and um she actually sung the american national anthem oh, to kick no it way. off that's sick. so yeah so it was pretty cool and then um yeah we we did yeah so i was hanging out it's freaking freezing but um 
and Kate was running and just kept running and running and and so everyone goes at the exact same time around the world uh you just go and then i think it's yeah, a little a, a bit of time after like not long after they send out a catcher car which starts at um a low speed like i think it starts at 8k's or something like that and then it gets fa- each it gets faster and faster like as it time goes on and then it, if it passes you you're out of the race so people just keep running and running and running and then the catch car the, all the catch cars around the world are doing the exact same thing so and it, the race just keeps going until there's one person left in the whole world dude i didn't know that oh it's ridiculous i've it's, never looked into it of all the stuff so i've done for amazing, Red Bull. That's, mate. yeah it's, that's oh, right it's so good like it's exciting after you've run your race and you come in and you're all hanging out and stuff you're watching it on the big screens and it's got like coverage from all around the world and stuff like at all different places and then as it starts the the it starts uh, getting less and less people and, and the like anticipation yeah, like yeah and everyone's like going yeah and it's like so funny like even when you're doing the race you'll you'll look around and see the catcher car at a distance and you're like oh, shit, run <laughs> like and, and so um and then just watching the whole thing go down to, to to when there's like one or two people left in the world like and they've been running for like nearly I think last year they run for like six hours. Like, really? Yeah, this guy, he did like some ridiculous amount. And, um, yeah, 90 something Ks. Like, and I'm like, geez, like, he, yeah, he's, he's a nutcase. Well, actually, last year the guy was in, du- was he in Dubai or France? France? But he was in a wheelchair. The guy that won last year was in a wheelchair. Oh, and he was just like going. And he was just yeah, going right. for like crazy amount like of time. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. full on. Eh? I know it's in a the, the events just like to be part of it and to have Red Bull pretty much fund the whole thing so a hundred percent of all yeah sponsorship people's entry fee goes straight into um, like uh, spinal cord injury research. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people know that the the owner of Red Bull, his son, is yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah, so exactly. that's where the whole thing came I know. from. Yeah, yeah, because he donates like. Oh, I, I don't want to say the exact number. It's like hundreds of millions of yeah, dollars a year. Million. It's like five hundred million a year. Yeah, or something yeah, it's to, ridiculous. To yeah, the, yeah. Um, it's awesome. Finding a cure. Yeah, I know. It's um, yeah, he's he's an amazing bloke, and 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 the whole his whole story is pretty awesome too. Have you ever? Um, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about it, looked into it, but the whole stem cell thing, like, is that a thing that you're like actively sort of looking into? Or, yeah, because no. there's so much like left and right. Yeah, of that there debate. is. There's so much like going on, like. Like go to Mexico, man. It's like so close to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, just get an injection, bang. Um, I yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't. I'm not for or against stem cell. Like it's it's amazing. On like and, the ethical level. Yeah. Oh no, not even that. Like just sort of. I, I'm just doing what I'm doing now. I'm doing. I think I get more self. Um, like satisfaction satisfaction doing it myself yeah right like and and then there's sort of all different things with so uh, you almost see it as like a performance enhancing thing in well, a way <laughs> i guess yeah i guess you could say that but like it, it, it it's definitely helping people and um and i think yeah I'm, it's exciting to see where it's going like all these different things that are going on are amazing and and oh, i love watching that sort of stuff but but as I see myself getting better by doing what I'm doing, yep. I'm just going to keep doing that and and 
and eventually yeah get to get to my way like them get to where my, you want to yeah, be definitely so what's the stuff now that like what have you got what have you not got what yeah. are you trying to get you yeah. know what i mean like so where right, are you at with it right now i'm in the position where i can stand in parallel bars by myself yeah. um I actually, so is that using your arms still yeah, no nah, it's using my legs so my legs are fully i can fully stand under my own power now with uh with my legs so I'll, I'll just get a little bit of help just to stand up but then that person can go away so my trainer can just walk away and um go get a coffee yeah go have a coffee and just while i'm hanging out standing like it's and, and that's it's funny because i have to find a trainer that's willing to do that like oh it's that's hard not trying to like baby yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. hard to find someone that does that. Of li- i guess liability and shit eh? oh, oh yeah liability and just like he just yeah it's it's hard yeah it, it like to working with me like it, my body's pretty unpredictable but now i've got it down to a to a fine art where i once i'm standing I, i'm up and and if i fall like if i fall i fall like that's all part of it you've got to you've got to sort of fall to be able to get back up as well so yeah. actually speaking of falls i had a fall last week which was probably the worst fall i've had but um but and i've sort of bruised my tailbone a bit and i'm sort of a bit uncomfortable can you feel it like yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, like so when you're standing what feeling do you have oh just it's like a, a like a massive connection just all the way down to my toes like so you actually so if it's like touching your quads or something yeah, like do you yeah, actually have it, that feeling and yeah, stuff it's like so my I'm, I'm more a deep touch like i have pretty good sensory as well but the deep touch i, I feel like if you really press into your yeah, leg or something yeah definitely like that but i've got like like yeah the burn, i've got real burn like when i'm working out like so and whatever muscle i'm using at that time as well is like just is going pretty hard as well and uh so i've got that down pat i actually like a couple of weeks ago just sort of took arms off um my like while I was standing took my arms off and stood there by myself for the first time fuck that's gotta be like the craziest feeling it's bullshit like I love that picture I just love looking at it and and just seeing what I what I did and um cause to come from it's where you come from you know what I mean like I guess uh, it's been a long time now since the actual accident but it's like to boil it all down to come from like never knowing if you'd be able to you know breathe on your own to standing up yeah, like she, yeah. that's fucking mount everest man yeah, like yeah, really yeah. oh yeah no i'm i'm just so stoked at where i'm at and and the fact that it's taken me like i because i didn't really do much for the first 10 years like does that piss you off a bit nah everyone has to everyone like things happen when they happen for mm. a reason like and the 10 years before that like shit like i I had some good times, there was bad times, good times, but um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't even want to, yeah, like you don't go even down need that to road, think yeah, about yeah. it, eh? you don't even really, yeah, like, you're here shit's now, going amazing, and, and that's all that matters, so. So what's the next steps then, like, what do you, is that literally what's next, like trying to take steps? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, like, so I, I can, with my train, like, I'm taking like assisted steps with my trainer in America, Josh, and um so he might might like he'll sort of pull me forward and i'll start to drag my leg through but it'll literally just be like a little tap on the back of my knee 
and then my leg will come forward. Oh, like, like the reflex of yeah, it? Yeah, it's just like, but I'm doing most of it myself, so yeah. I'm just dragging my toe a bit, but I'm dragging my toes, but um, but yeah, all he needs to do is really tap it and, and, and do that, so I'm doing that walking sort of around the facility in uh, in, in America and stuff like that, but, but yeah, but to be able to, so ne- next stage is parallel bars by myself, standing with no, I mean, Water taking a step with no with one around. no one yeah. pushing it. So, and that what do you do? You go through like the process of like giving yourself goals in terms of like months or weeks, or is it just like you just nah, fully take it as it I comes? Just t- I just work my ass off. Like I've just been working my ass off, and and things are happening. So it, it's going to happen. Like less is more approach. Like yeah, just do yeah, the work yeah, and yeah, worry just about do it. Yeah, exactly. And you don't even. Um, so, yeah, it's just what I've been living this whole time and just throwing stuff out there and just it just happens. It ends up happening. So, yeah. yeah. So back to the book a bit, I guess. Are you guys doing like a book tour or have you got like uh, signings and stuff like that? Yeah, that you've there will do? be. That's going to be weird. The signings are going to be weird for me. Like just, oh, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like I guess being an athlete they get used to that sort of stuff but um yeah because you're not you're just a dude yeah yeah you know I'm, a dude, I'm not yeah. anything like where well she's yeah, a singer like you're she's a world fun. champion well, for a start. so i mean you're more than just a dude obviously <laughs> but like yeah I, I know what you mean it's like you're not actively going out there as like yeah oh, i, I, I want to be a speaker yeah, I wanna be, yeah. like you've uh, all of this has come about through yeah. your journey in a way yeah, not exactly. not the other way around yeah it's not like i'm gonna be at this point come get my signature or whatever I'm yeah like, shit that sounds weird yeah but uh so we're gonna yeah we're definitely gonna be doing um it goes on shelves uh april 10 is that right yeah april 10 it goes on the shelves and then um it's available pre-order like over the next couple of weeks like or it might even be now it's, now it's available pre-order on like amazon booktopia like it's pretty yeah, it's, it's going everywhere kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's going to be wherever you can find books and stuff and then we're going to be doing an audio book as well. So Are you guys going to read it? Yeah, we're going to read it. Yeah, cool. So I've got to get my drama on and uh and like make oh, my voice actually able just... to listen to. Yeah, we're just so stoked and so grateful to like sort of be the Hashet like Hashet Publishing which is um Yeah, that was I didn't know much about stuff because i didn't really read books but as soon as kate realized that it's hashette and hashette did stuff like harry potter the bible yeah pretty much <laughs> that they wrote that and um yeah they did yeah. and uh yeah so harry potter like twilight never done. Heard of her. <laughs> yeah so, so they're super legit yeah exactly so yeah they're they've done some pretty amazing things and uh so Kate, that was a big sell. That was a that was a yes from Kate straight away, and and so now with what we have done, um, yeah, there's more stories to be told, I guess, down the track. So maybe we'll do a Harry Potter series, you and me. So <laughs> well, let's just see where it gets to. I reckon. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, do you have so now? Obviously, you've got like the autobiography kind of, or both of your story told. Yeah. Do you? see yourself writing more like motivational stuff or different sort of things like are you could you see yourself becoming like barney miller the author now um because you're actually wearing a lot of hats like for <laughs> for 
Like you're busier than most people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, is that something you could see yourself getting into? Um, uh, I don't know. I'd um. You got a co-writer. Yeah. Oh, she's. I know. I'm her co-writer. I reckon. Eh? So <laughs> she gets more rap than I do. Um. I don't know. I'd love to. Anything to help empower people would be kind of cool. Kids is one thing that I'd love to. I'd love to do kids books or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you already do, don't you? Barney the dinosaur. Isn't yeah, that like yeah, a kids yeah. Thing? That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two plus two is four. Um, <laughs> we yeah, but one thing I re- I'd really like to get published is is something that's pretty important that the movie that was almost based off like it's a book called You Am I. I mean, sorry, it's a book called Who Am I, and um, it was something. My mum took it through all the schools that she ever taught at. Because oh, yeah, both your parents are teachers, right? Yeah, both mine yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad was a TAFE teacher and then a TAFE principal. And mum was a teacher and then a uh, vice principal. And um, so mum, yeah, did this book. It's called Who Am I? And it, it, she used to do it to every year six cl- class that she ever taught with and stuff. And it talks... You see it in the movie. You'll, you'll see flashes of it saying what I want to be when I grow up and mm. but so it goes through like from a young the early years and then it goes through like kindergarten year one year two all the way up to year six where you were at that time who were your best friends like things you learned things you did in school like I'd love to make a template of that and um and put that in the like school curriculum or or mm. just for and stuff like that so I don't know. We're making relationships now with some with the cool book companies, so yeah. Hopefully, we'll. And I guess it. it's just one of those things now where it's like you didn't twelve months ago. You didn't know you were doing a book, and no, now you've no. got a book that's about to be out. So I it's know. like the road just kind of yeah, yeah, who knows? Who, yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of gets weird, and yeah. you just got to ride the. I know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, just uh, try and. We love that. A Bahamian author, yeah, that's weird, eh? Yeah, you got you got Barney Miller world champion, Barney Miller author, Barney Miller actor. <laughs> what what yeah, else? Actor. We, what else have we got going on here? What? Oh, author. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it must have been when I was getting a, a phone contract or something rather, and. And they asked me questions. They're like, "Oh, what's your occupation?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm an author." And and he <laughs> and he goes, "Your book's not even out." Yeah, mate. I know. And he goes, "Oh, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, would I know any of your books and stuff like that?" And um, and and I said, "Oh, no, I don't know." And I told him about the book and and stuff. And then and then what was something about I uh, and then he go and he goes, "Oh, what else do you do?" And I said, "Oh." I guess you could say I'm a professional surfer. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. And then the, his voice. Like, this guy's full of shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "How many? what else do you freaking do, mate? Like, yeah. And so it was, uh, yeah, we were all sort of laughing. Kate was in the kitchen cooking, just pissing herself laughing. And, and yeah, I was like, okay, I've just overstepped my limit. I'm just Barney Miller now, nothing. <laughs> CEO. CEO. That, that's what I always love, like, talking about the whole Instagram world. You see people where they're like, I was talking to my mate about this the other day. They're like, 
entrepreneur, CEO, oh, like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, nah, man, you're just unemployed with an idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you've and got like, an idea of something yeah. you want to do. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make you a CEO nah. oh, or an and, entrepreneur. And, mate, like, this, you just don't have a job. This public figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, public figure. I'm an influencer. Yeah, influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you influencing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, it's, uh, it's a funny world, the Instagram. You need to, yeah. Do you have your bio updated yet to be like author, nah, CEO? I haven't changed my bio since I first started. Hey. That's classic, yeah. But we, I will now. Yeah, we need to be like professional surfer, author, influencer, <laughs> model, world champion. Model. Nah, yeah, that's know. true. Podcaster. Podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a list of shit I could say. You're just everything. <laughs> All right, well, what are we at? We're just about at two hours. I've really enjoyed talking to you, mate. Yeah, you and too. Meeting you uh, has been something I've always wanted to do. It's cool that you know people that I know as well. And I didn't know you spent that much time in the States. Yeah. So 100% will connect. Oh, shit, yeah. It'd be cool to do a podcast like you and Jesse or... Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Get, it'd be sick. Get you in on it. Excited to do whatever. Talk conspiracies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, mate. There'll be plenty more to talk about. So, in closing... Buy the book. What's the title of the book? The book's called The Essence of You and Me. So yep. it's pretty much all the... All the... Thi- um, shit, I don't even know. It's like... It's it's about... I all, didn't write it. She did. No, yeah, yeah. She's the one. No, it's about all the events. It explains all the events of what made, turned us into the people that we are today. Yep. And which... Yeah, the good times, the bad times. And, and it's really... It's sort of uh, we go back and forth between our stories. So we do a a um, a chapter of me, a chapter of Kate at the same point, and then it's like the worlds collide. Where when we meet, it turns into one story, and yep. uh, and then we both have comments on different things, and we both sort of go back and forth to each other. So yeah, it, it's a kind of. It was her idea, but um, I can't claim anything. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's we're pretty, really, really stoked and really, really proud of what we've done. And we actually were reading through it the other day, and because we just had to go through all the editing and just reading through it, we actually got lost in it because we it was like we were reading and we're like holy shit that's like our life like yeah and, and like you're almost reading it like removed yeah we were we were removed this is a crazy story I'm like I really like that guy <laughs> <laughs> that chick's rad yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah so it was really cool to be able to do that and 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 sort of yeah take a step back from it and 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 not toot my own horn but or our own horns but yeah it reads pretty well hashtag couple goals yeah hashtag <laughs> yeah hashtag authors <laughs> <laughs> all right well um yeah so the essence of you and me is a book um yeah. you can get that wherever people buy books and yeah. audiobook will be coming soon yeah uh so that'll be cool and then for the people that haven't seen the movie um we've referenced it a couple of times that's called you and me yeah um i rented it off itunes last night so okay. that's probably the easiest place for people awesome. yeah. to go and get it um that'll yeah give people a little bit more context yeah. on, on your story um I, I struggle sometimes when I do these podcasts because I, I feel like 
I don't want to spend an hour trying to just tell the story. I'd just rather like just talk. Yeah. And yeah. a few people have been like, oh, you know, you should spend it. And I'm like, oh, I feel like you could see that somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the for anyone that's confused for how we've jumped around to a million different things, watch the movie uh, and then you'll kind of get the full story. But yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do the full story thing of like, tell me about the accident. Tell me about this. Yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. Like, it's out there. People cool. can find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Google Barney Miller. You'll yeah, exactly. Google Barney Mill author and it'll come up. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to go eat some lunch in beautiful Sick. Burley. Thanks, right, mate. Sounds good. Legend. Right, thank you. Legend. Thanks, brother. Thank you, mate. That was awesome, dude.